and Bats. I am your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the five-game NHL DFS slate. And I mean, I guess all the picks and the bets along the way. If you're watching this video, you're seeing the unveiling of my newest jersey, Vegas Golden Knights, Marc-Andre Fleury, um, the gold jersey for Vegas. It is uh, a one I've kept an eye on for a while. They had a really good deal. It, it is the authentic version. I got it off Fanatics, though, but it is not the Fanatics. I would never. Um, they had it on sale for like 65 bucks. I had a $50 gift card to that was just like i'm grabbing it so really excited it's a good slate to wear it um hopefully brings vegas some luck against a team they don't need a lot of luck to beat in arizona but we're going to get to that um first off like rate review do all that stuff um you, you know how to do it just do it it helps us it's like the only thing we're asking for um but yeah those are the really exciting slate there's a ton of six over unders a lot of interesting news and notes i want to get to so i don't want to waste anyone's time let's get right into it right now with San Jose on a back-to-back against the New York Rangers. So, I mean, this is an interesting one. It's a six over under probably more to do with San Jose on a back-to-back and then probably assuming it won't be Shesterkin in that. I am really hesitant to take the over here without the knowledge that Georgia has 100% the starter. I don't think we have it as of now. We might get it early on Friday and like that might be something where it's like all right well we got the news let's jam the over because Georgia has been pretty bad but I just don't really think the Rangers are a bottomless pit as they played like for a while before they had some time off and then they get some time off again because they had some Islanders games that got canceled so I really kind of like the under here you have a back-to-back San Jose team that really is pretty one-line dimensional, dimensionally deep. They've found some secondary scoring from like Noah Gregor and stuff, but like, I don't know. Um, Just kind of running through Twitter really quick on the Rangers feed. It does look like Igor's projected to start at this point. That's at least what Vince Merkuliano said. Um, Thank thank you, Vince, for that, uh, that little note there. He said he's the first goalie off, which generally means the starter. I'm thinking I'm probably just looking at that under. It's pretty nice. Um, you get a team, like I said, in San Jose, they put up some shots. They, their pace isn't terrible, but on a back-to-back, this under just feels like one of the better, better bets of the night. Um, I don't know if it's going to stay at six. We might find it at five and a half later, but if you grab it at six, it might be the right time um, just because they don't have that Igor news that I'm giving you right now. You're welcome. So jam, jam that. Uh, the Rangers minus 175. I think it's a good bet, but I don't think I'm going to take it just because I like other bets a heck of a lot more. I I think I'd rather just put a prop in of some variety rather than doing all this work and saying like, I'm going to bet the Rangers in a game that is not a coin flip, but they're definitely the better team in this matchup on a team with a back-to-back with Igor and net. But this is one minus 175 was really going to hurt your equity in parlays. And it kind of is nearing towards parlay fodder at that point. Um, you know, we want to get to the, 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 the higher twos, it really gets there, but I'm just not really that interested. Um, and, and the main reason being why is because we're missing, you know, Barkley Goudreau didn't skate. Um, that could, he could be in, we don't know yet. McKeg uh, is out, Rooney's out. Um, you know, we're looking at kind of a, a five guy core in Zabinijad, Panarin, Strom, Kreider, um, and Kako that are getting all the run. And after that, it's pretty weak. I mean, we're, I, could, um, Gaudreau played last game, probably plays. Rooney played last game. I'm guessing he plays as well. But I'm just not really interested in in betting on you know these top this top six getting the job done. Um, again, they did hit the under last time out, and when the Rangers got up, 
they really, really took their foot off the gas. It kind of burned me in a lot of my props because I had some Rangers props with like Kreider and Strom. And even though Strom had 18 minutes in power play one or yeah, power play one time, he had zero shots on net. They just put their they took their foot completely off the gas once they got up. They sat back and they tried to play defense. I'm not interested in, in any of that. So not a lot of good uh, DFS fantasy goodness here. The one piece of news we have on the Sharks is that Weatherby return, is going to return to the lineup against the Devils, which has not started yet as I'm recording. And again, like if you're not playing Timo Mayer and, and company, what are you even doing here? And like him and Dolan, who doesn't really shoot much, um, and, and Gatcher are a fine bet, but they're going to be matched up with the better of the two Rangers lines. I overall think this game is more of a fade for me. Timo Mayer, if you find it two and a half at a decent line, I'm fine with it still, just because he shot the best in the league. I mean, he really has been one of the best rate shooters in the league. And I, I would stand by that to anyone but Ovechkin, maybe Pasternak. So with all that being said, don't love this game. Like the under, not going to bet the money line. So New Jersey at Winnipeg is our next one. Almost the, it is as of right now, the same exact odds. Winnipeg minus 175. I like it more than the Rangers. Um, not by an incredible amount, but I think I'm just higher on Winnipeg overall. They did actually run a skate before I am recording now, and I have their lines. I guess I had a pump before I went to the Rangers. They were Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, back to that again, Cop, Dubois, Ellers, and then a bunch of guys that don't get a lot of minutes. So the first power play had a, a minor tweak. It's maybe been what they ran last time out, but it was Connor. Wheeler, Shifley, and Dubois. So you really kind of see where you're going to get your correlation. Um, Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, it's all correlated. Yeah, this is what they had last time. And then Dubois with it. Um, Ehlers is back up with Dubois and Cop, which was not the case last time I recorded. Good to see for him because he's just so mega talented. Uh, I do think this game has a good bit of pace. And I really, what I love about this game is you're going to get a Devils team on the back to, on a back-to-back, as I mentioned, but the Devils are actually going to run a pretty fun line as long as, you know, nothing changes from the game against the Sharks with Hughes, Heeshear, and Zaka, which is just makes this game, to me, feel like the Devils might actually try to push pace a bit more. They might try to get that line as much run as possible and really try to generate scoring one, like with one line. Um, you know, they're going to probably... I would assume put the Dubois line against it as much as they can, but Winnipeg doesn't really seem to care that much um, except for maybe McDavid games. I haven't really seen anything where it's like, they're clearly trying to, to match extremely hard. They do have the home team, um, you know, preference here. So they, they could try to get a little bit more of, you know, Lowry and Stastny and, and Dubois and the gang against them. But I just think this game actually has, some good pace to it. I think it can actually be fun. The six over under is hard for me to take. Anytime a team's on a back-to-back, I just struggle to take it. But the Devils have played, you know, not a ton this year, it feels like. And, and Hughes is off of a long break with that injury. So I don't hate the over or the under here. I think it's fine. Just because Winnipeg's been pretty susceptible defensively, even though they're improved, they're still not fantastic. I think it's pretty right on the nose at six. And I like the Winnipeg side a decent bit, especially because I expect um, Hellebuck to start. And I think he'll start to turn it around as well. So we'll move on to, you know, one of my favorites of the night. I think Vegas is just pretty much a stone cold block. Um, Arizona does um, get Nick Schmaltz back on the ice, but he's not going to play in this one. It also looks like Johan Larson is out for potentially long-term. We didn't really get exact news on it. So, you know, Arizona, the last thing they probably needed was a couple of injuries as far as this team is, absolutely terrible i actually watched a lot of the minnesota game with them because i had some prop bets on it and minnesota just seemed uninterested in the game and they still absolutely dominated it it just seemed like they 
we're done with Arizona. They just didn't want to play with it anymore. And that's why Clayton Keller, I, I you know, kind of jumped all over the place and was sort of having his way because it was like they didn't care because everyone else was so bad. But then Clayton Keller is not the worst and he looked really, really good. So yeah, um, Vegas, though, the reason why I'm really, really high on them is because they returned to the ice, Mr. Max Pacioretty, who is just so good. He His shot prop is going to be whatever it is, it's too low. I mean, it's going to be probably three and a half. I'm hoping it's plus money. I don't exactly remember what it was last time on Wednesday, but he's with Stephenson and Stone. Stone doesn't pass. I mean, Stone, Stone doesn't shoot. He only passes. He's It's Pacioretty. It, it's his season. Like, it's his turn now. Like, we're, we're now... I have to refocus on just Max Pacioretty and no one else. And I'm so excited for it because he is one of my favorite players to watch. Um, just He finds the right spots. They're always looking for him. He's going to get a ton of shots in the power play. I'm going to be jamming it in. I'm pretty sure both the guys, um, Jake and Cecil, have both been on Pacioretty pretty heavily as well. It, it's just a great, great situation for him. And they're really kind of still banged up and hurting, you know, uh, so he's going to get a ton of run. He had 21 minutes against Anaheim in a tight game. They did try to come back. They couldn't quite get it done. I do think they'll win this one pretty handily. So you do have the, the concerns of them maybe putting him, you know, putting him on the bench a little bit, but I'm not that concerned about it. You know, I think they're a pretty, pretty good lock here at minus 245. And again, we saw Arizona, you know, with other teams at minus like 350. And now they get Vegas. I get they've been a little bit weaker with all the injuries, but they're coming back to for, like, full, full force. Um, this just seems like an easy plug it in your parlay pick. And I know it's parlay fodder, but it's not a terrible play <laughs> at minus two forty-five, It just doesn't seem right. Um, I do think the over is, is slightly edged here. Uh, Vegas has been a team that a lot of models are saying to play against. And with that being said, I don't think it's the most egregious take in the world to say, you know what, I'm going to play clean color on the other side, an incredibly cheap price. And, and just roll with it. Like, it's not that bad. He's 18 minutes of ice time. He's playing with um, Kessel and Boyd, and, and they're both feeding him with a ton of shot opportunities. Um, Chikrin's been out there a ton. Goss has been a ton. Like, they're trying to make offense happen as much as they can, and that's hurting their defensive chances because they're giving up just an absolute crazy number of shots. So whatever you whatever you end up doing here, I think if you're playing DFS, you just put the Steppens and Stone Pots ready line together. It isn't going to be cheap, but you can get it done. Um, that power play had Dadanoff and Theodore. So I think Theodore would be the stacking mate there to just put in. Um, Nicholas Haig has been a guy that some people are liking a little bit more. He was on the second power play with Pietrangelo, Marchessault, uh, Roy, and Smith. So yeah, that's kind of the Vegas. And I think people will stack that second line a decent bit just because of they're going to say it's Arizona, and that's okay. Um, so we'll get on to the fourth game of the night which is a back-to-back Calgary team at an Anaheim team, which I think is kind of everyone's, um, you know, darling at this point, if you will. They're, they've been really, really good. Um, they beat Vegas, like I just mentioned. It's a five-and-a-half over-under. Calgary's on the back-to-back. I kind of like, honestly, like the under here a little bit. Anaheim has been actually pushing pace a bit more than I think we expected, but Calgary on a back-to-back, their goaltending has been really sound. Anaheim's goaltending has been really sound. I'm not personally that interested in saying, you know what, um, with a, a team that rolled out uh, Lundestrom 17 minutes, Grant 17 minutes. Um, that was in part due to Henry taking a puck to the face and missing a little bit of time. But regardless, like they just have a lot of guys on Anaheim that I'm just not that interested as offensive forces. Raquel, Zegras, and Milano are three guys that are going to get all of the press, all of the minutes. 
all the offense. They were on the ice for four goals for um, four of the six goals that Anaheim scored were with those guys on the ice. Not a shocker. Also, four of those six goals were with Drysdale and Lindholm, who didn't see a ton of run in, in their own right because they got up and they tried to sit on the lead and they took off their best players because they're stupid. But, I mean, as, as I'm saying here, like, that's the line to target. That's the line to play. I'd taken the Raquel point when I could get it. Last time out, it failed me um, because it, it wasn't available to me on underdog on the game against Anaheim. But we move on. We're moving on to this slate. I think that that's the line that you want to target if you're taking Anaheim. I'm personally not. um, I'm probably not touching this game as much. I think that there's a lot of goodness, like I said, in the New Jersey-Winnipeg game, a lot of goodness in the the Vegas-Arizona game. This one's a little bit less for me. Calgary is really good at controlling the puck. I think they'll diminish a lot of Anaheim's upside, and this game will end up just kind of being a bit of a letdown. Um, I like the under here. I, I don't want to take either side. I'm just not taking a, a minus road Calgary team on a back-to-back against an Anaheim team that's 13, 8, and 3. Just seems like a dumb bet. Um, and, and as I already mentioned, for all the reasons I already mentioned, I'm just really not that interested in Anaheim. You know, they're probably going to be without Getzlav again. It sounds like that's going to be somewhat long-term. And I just think that the, it, either side is kind of just a weak bet. Um, if you, you give me Anaheim at like plus 150, yeah, I'll take that all day. You give me Calgary at more closer to even money, I think I take the Calgary side, but I'm just not going to put that into any sort of a parlay or just put any units on that when it's just not necessary on the, on this slate. So we'll get to the last game, Edmonton at Seattle. Now, Edmonton is one of those teams where every single day you need to check their lines. If you're playing them in DFS, if you're trying to bet their, their props, you got to check every day. Um, they had mentioned in, you know, earlier in the season um, that they were going to try at home to um, try to settle with McDavid a bit more. And on the road, they might split them up. It hasn't been the case. So you got to be on it um, as much as possible. They ran a, you know, five to two win against Pittsburgh. I love that game. I love that over there. I, I did end up putting some, some money on it myself. It didn't go as planned for me though. Cause I thought McDavid would have all the shots. He had two shots. He had what four points uh Hyman had two goals I kind of thought when I when I see McDavid without Dreisaitl I just think that maybe he's going to shoot more and that's not always the case you, you know you're kind of flipping a coin with McDavid is he gonna decide to shoot all the looks he gets or is he gonna pass them and he passed them um irregardless the top two lines are where you're gonna put all your all your eggs um Barry Dreisaitl McDavid and Nugent Hopkins will get almost all of the power play time that they could possibly afford Hyman and Bully RV mix in and out so when you're stacking, keep that in mind. Um, last game, it was McDavid, Hyman, and Cassian, not Pugliarvi. So he went really overlooked. I think that's fair, though. If he's not in that top line with McDavid, his value plummets. He only played 13 minutes. So it's really tough to play him, especially when he's not in incredible value. Like back in the day when he was like minimum salary on the top line, uh, top power play, yeah, you can jam that in, but not doing it here. Um, Yamamoto had a goal finally. He's been kind of a guy that's like, is he ever going to perform? And he finally did. Um, but that Nugent Hopkins dry side line was a bit of a letdown for anyone that would have played it. I still think it's a fine um, line to, to stack. I really think though that on this slate, there isn't an, an egregious amount of value, but there's going to be value in the last game. And I think there could be uh, a couple of value pieces on Vegas, like I already mentioned. So I do think you could find a way to get dry side and McDavid in a lineup and it, the game is going to go off at uh, the last game of the night against yeah, Seattle. So at 10 o'clock, so it's going to be one of the late, latest games. So we might not have the news till right before. Um, I said we're going to get to more value in the other, other game. I meant on the other side in Seattle. But um, 
the the real value I think might come from the decor. Um, you know, Broberg didn't see a ton of run. It's kind of like seems like it's pretty situational. He only had 13 minutes, but he's been a really nice value. Um, Barry and Russell both saw 26 for Barry and 27 minutes for Russell, respectively. That's pretty fun with Cody CSC out with COVID. I doubt he comes back. We're gonna have to wait till tomorrow to get the all the news and notes there. But yeah, I think you kind of see the, the picture I'm painting. I do like the Edmonton side a lot. I think the over is is pretty safe here. Um, Seattle's goaltending has been pretty bad. And Edmonton at minus 120 is just a better bet than Calgary at minus 125, without a doubt in my mind. And it it's just, a, it, I would I would think that that would be flipped at the very worst. So I love the Edmonton side here, but I do think that there's enough offensive upside in this game to where you could talk me into playing some Seattle, which is where all the value is going to come from. Schwartz missed last game. We're not sure if he's going to be back yet. Um, you know, Larson, Dunn were the top two defensemen because Giordano was out with COVID. We're not exactly sure when he'll be back. But Dunn was just a fantastic play. He's a great value on this late again, top power play. And that top power play got most of the run. It was Donskoy, Dunn, Johansson, McCann, and Wemberg. Really, really good line there. I like that a lot. Ryan Donato had the Ryan Donato game that he always can have. And he had two goals. Yanni Gord and Don Scores are the guys with him. They don't correlate on the power play. Don Scores on that first unit, but that was where they generated a ton of their offense from. I do worry about that line getting broken up against McDavid because I think they'll try to put Gord out there a bit more when McDavid's on the ice. They might end up putting the Wenberg line. We don't really know because there's such a, a mess right now. <laughs> you know, they have kind of so much weirdness going on. But the top line for minutes and with power play was Johansson, Wenberg, and Appleton. Wenberg and Johansson run the top power play. They're going to be incredibly cheap. So I do think you could get some run out of Seattle here and put that together with McDavid and Drysdale. Say, okay, this is the game that goes off. I think the over here is good. I like. I already. Said, I like the over here. The you have the a very banged up Edmonton defense with both banged up and COVID related. A Seattle team that has started to seemingly push pace and, and been a little bit better with goaltending that I just don't trust on either, either side. To be frank, so. Yeah, I don't see any reason why you couldn't go McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, or Nugent Hopkins, put a couple guys on Seattle on that backside, get some of the Vegas two in there for a lineup, um, and, and then see what happens there. And I think it's a fair enough bet. Um, I don't know if there's any Seattle props that I'm overly confident in. I think that you can find Dunn in around two shots. That might be okay just because 25 minutes for Vince Dunn is a heck of a lot of time for a guy that does have good rate stats historically. Um, and then Edmonton is, you know, I, I keep taking McDavid over three and a half because I just watch him play and I'm like, how was he not getting over three and a half? He makes everything happen. But if we don't get it, you know, we don't get it. Barry though. I mean, he had the two prop. He got me once, um, as far as he missed, he's, he's hit for me a couple of times. I, I keep going back to it. I think if he's in 26 minutes, if we get these same D, this same decor and he's on that top line with Russell, they're going to run that that unit a, a absolute ton because you look down the line and it's three guys that going into this year, I, I had heard of Broberg. He was a, a highly touted prospect. I don't even know how to say uh, Nima, Nima Lainen is one guy and Lagason was the other with Bouchard, who really was only limited because he's playing with guys that just aren't NHL quality at this point. They shouldn't be here. So if we get the same pairings, I'm going to be running Barry props. He's going to be at two. It's going to be plus money. I don't really see why I wouldn't do that against a Seattle team that I think will give up some shots. Um, so favorite bets of the night. Let's get to that. We'll start with money line wise. 
I do think Edmonton is my favorite minus 120, just not correct. Um, don't really understand that one right now. Um, throw that in with Vegas and, and just kind of run that with whatever units you want to play with. And then for over unders, I think the under in the San Jose Rangers game, um, I'll just go right down the list under in that one over New Jersey, Winnipeg, Vegas, Arizona. I, I normally take the under in Arizona games. It seems to hit more often than not, but their goaltending can spring a leak at any point. I'll still go under Calgary, Anaheim under, and then Edmonton, Seattle over. Um, I think that, like I said, I like the Seattle Edmonton game over the most um, because McDavid and Drysaddle. Enough said. Uh, as far as props are concerned, I'll probably be tweeting out a ton of them. They're always on my Twitter account. They're right there. I don't, you know, just go and play them if you want. I've been hot and cold. Um, I was, you know, really hot on the weekend. I, I carried that into Monday, Tuesday, and then uh, Wednesday, and then Thursday. Ugh, no, Wednesday was a night. No, Wednesday laid an egg. So <laughs> do with it what you wish. I, I get a lot of people that are like, oh, which one's a lock? And it's like, if anyone ever tells you, this is good advice. If anyone ever says it, it's a lock, unfollow them. Don't talk to them anymore. There's no locks in this sport. I watched Kevin Fiala miss the net and, and hit the post so many times. And he seems like a mortal lock at like two and a half. And you just never know. Hitting the post doesn't cause a shot on goal. That's what I'm getting at there. So I'm going to let you get out of here. I'm sure I've gone over on the time I like to go, but who cares? We're having fun. I got the new mic. I hope it sounds really good. I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice one here. I'll show, show my fan, friends and fans. Look at this. Very professional. When I got it, I looked at it and it was like, for your singing, you want to do this. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. But I right, enjoy the slate. Enjoy your Friday. If you drink, have a beer for me. And let's take down some, some cash. Mm-hmm.